This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a winning edition of Meow Mix, a Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. Yeah! Gotta love that. So good! (laughs) Gotta love when the game ends with that song. That's right. This is our... Feels like forever since we were home and and got a win. Yeah. It's a nice one. It it was a desperately needed win. It was. uh, Carolina Panthers 30, Tennessee Titans 20, and this game was never really in doubt. No, not really. Uh, unfortunately, with Ron Rivera's defensive scheme of soft zones, we let them hang in there way yeah. longer than they should have. Yeah, they had seven points going into the fourth quarter, and you know the bend don't break goes extreme at the end mm-hmm. of the game. Yeah, and uh, they got thirteen points in the fourth quarter. And I, you know, I was watching this with a couple of friends at a Buffalo Wild Wings, not a sponsor. But if they want to be a sponsor, we'd we'd allow it. Um, <laughs> and you know, they were like, "Why are you upset that you know this game is won?" And I was like, "You know, I hate that the defense plays so well, mm-hmm. and then they still get twenty points put up on them every I mean, week. They, they they shut them out in the first half, completely yeah. shut them out. This happens all the time, and it's completely game planning. Yeah. at the end of the games. But hey, let's not go negative. No, no, this, we, this is a great win. Uh, we moved to five and three. Mm-hmm. which I believe is exactly where you had us in our preseason predictions. I, I did. I had a couple different losses, but hey, we're here. Five yeah. and three. We're still in this hunt. Yep. Five and three. Uh, Titans dropped to four and five. Not really, really. Who cares about them? Uh, this is a Panthers podcast. We moved to two and two at home, so finally back up to 500 at home. And I think we could probably start this game talking about Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> What can you game. say <laughs> that this stadium did not chant and scream loudly? MVP! MVP! MVP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, after the game, they actually asked him if he heard it. I was like, how did he not hear it? Because, yeah. I mean, at home, it was clear as day. They were talking about it, you know, on commentary. And he goes, yeah, it was pretty cool. I was like, yeah, that has to be feeling pretty cool when the whole stadium is chanting that for you. Yeah. Well, he he uh, ended up with 146 rushing yards, another 20 yards receiving, and three total touchdowns. Just, I mean, the, unstoppable. And you knew yeah. he was eventually going to break a big one, and he did. He broke a 58-yarder um, basically to seal the game. Yeah. Just uh, – Great game from him. He was doing really well anyways. He he had like 50 or 60 yards in the first half. I mean, and it yeah. wasn't like big explosive plays. It's just him churning out yards. It's so impressive. And then he'll hit one or two of those, and it's just like, oh. That's all he needs, yeah. 200 yards, 300. It's, it's insane. Yeah, it looked like, I mean, if you were just looking at the stats, <clears throat> you know, in the first half, he was averaging, I think, 
under four yards a carry. Mm-hmm. But he was getting positive yards every time he touched the ball. And he just felt like it was going to happen for him. And it, and it did. He, you know, he broke the big one. But, um, yeah, DJ Moore had a good game. Seven catches for 101 yards. Yeah. A couple uh, people, of nice catches, too. Yeah, people keep wanting us to go out and get a receiver. He's been doing a really good year. He's having a great year. He's had a good year. He's just not making huge impact plays, I think. Is, Correct. And that's something Steve Smith talked about um, right before the trade deadline. He he said that Carolina, the receivers are fine, but there's no number one receiver on this team. And I think I agree with him. Well, there was one. You said no big plays. There was a third down and 12, 12 or 18. I can't remember the exact yardage. But it was a little dump-off pass to him. And he... He oh, that scampered, was yep. and he got it. And it, that was all him and right. some blocking. Don't... And that's kind of what we got him for, right? He was that guy that when he catches the ball, he turns into a running back. Yeah. And, and then he had a great catch along the sideline where he bobbled a little bit, but then toe-tapped it in oh, that and was got a us great to the catch. one yard. Yep, that was a great uh, catch. And I didn't say he doesn't have big plays. I said he doesn't have huge impact plays. And uh, in this game, man, he no touchdowns, uh, but he did have a couple of you know, big drive continuing plays. You're right there for sure. I don't know if that previous to this game, if he's had that many, but maybe this lit a little bit of a fire under him. I don't know. I hope so. Well, then you got to look at Curtis Samuel too. Curtis Samuel had 64 yards on three catches and one touchdown. He also had beat a guy and it was a perfectly thrown ball by Kyle Allen deep. And it was just a great play by the safety to jump up one-handed. He almost actually picked it off, which was amazing, but luckily he dropped it. That would have been a huge play, too. Yeah, and I think there was another one where, um, maybe a couple other ones, where Samuel had gotten open and was beaten, beat his guy, yeah. and it was just a bad throw from yeah, Kyle. That was the first half. I think he missed two throws deep to Curtis Samuel where he got open. Yeah. yeah. He didn't start off great. His first quarter especially looked really bad. Yeah, this was one of those games where you wanted to see Kyle Allen bounce back big from last week, where we just he just got the crap knocked out of him. And it did not look like at first that that was going to happen. He threw an interception early. Yeah. He just really looked off. But he did kind of catch him, catch up to himself a little bit as the game went on. Got the momentum going and turned out, you know, not a great day stats wise, but he did what we needed him to do. Yeah. That first interception on the second drive, it was thrown to Jarius Wright. Jarius Wright, it was thrown behind him. It was a bad throw, but Jarius well, Wright. It was, tip- it was tipped at the line of scrimmage. Oh, it was? I missed it that. It was tipped at the line of scrimmage, and then Jarius Wright tried to catch it, ended up tipping it himself. Yeah, and pop it straight up yeah, and yeah they got so it. that yeah that one was tipped at the line of scrimmage so hard to really fault him for that one mm-hmm. um other than to say get the ball up a little higher when you release it i guess i i mean everybody gets balls tipped so yeah hard to blame him on that one i did not realize that ball was tipped yeah. i was upset at it being thrown behind right but now that i know it's tipped yeah i wouldn't count that against him no, I know he did throw plenty of other balls behind the receivers that were not tipped. Um, but yeah, that, that interception, I, I can't blame that completely on him. Uh, but his overall stat line, 17 for 32, 232 yards, 
a couple of touchdowns and one interception. So not great on the completion percentage. Um, but again, he did start out pretty rough and kind of brought it back a little bit as the game went on. So, uh, and Kyle guys get used to him because he's going to be around for a while. looks yeah. like there was, there's a huge play I want to talk about right before the end of the first half where we ended up actually scoring a touchdown. We were backed up against our, about our 10 yard line or so. And this is something that you probably wouldn't have noticed, but I, I caught it check on it Kyle Kyle Allen was in the bat, uh, shotgun formation he called Chris Manhurts to protect his right side he got the ball this was second and 10 I think and he threw a little dart to uh, DJ Moore and it got the first down mm-hmm. if he didn't motion Manhurts around to the other side and make that block they would have had a free end coming around and getting him I know it was small, and I know that's a starting NFL quarterback should notice that. It was just a small little detail I saw that was really impressive. We continued the drive all the way down, and it ended up being that touchdown to Curtis Samuel. So, you know, it was something like that that could have easily been a very negative play, and then on third and long, they probably wouldn't have passed it with, you know, being conservative. Yeah, definitely, you know, learning protection and things like Mm -hmm. that is – that's something he's going to continue to get better at as time goes on. And and it's something that, I, you know, again, I had to tell my buddies when we were watching the game was like, this guy is he's young. He's mm-hmm. very young and he's still learning how to play NFL quarterback. He's younger than our rookie. He's yeah. 23 years old and Will Greer is 24. Yeah. With uh, less starting experience in college. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's, he's got a long way to go, but the, the talent's there. Um, but, yeah, did, um, I kind of wanted to mention Cam Newton did go see a specialist on his foot uh, over the weekend. And although surgery was not recommended by the specialist, which I guess is a good sign, um, it is looking like Cam's going to miss several more weeks. Mm. So Kyle Allen is going to continue to get the, the opportunity. And, you know, if he makes the most of it, we'll see what happens come week, you know, 13, week 14. Not sure. I guess it really depends on what, you know, what our record is and what the playoffs look like. But uh, this could be Kyle's team for the rest of the season. It really could. Yeah, I expect it actually is, unless Cam Newton makes a complete turnaround on his recovery, because it sounds like he's out till week 14 or so. And at that point, we'll be chasing for a wild card spot. And would you want to throw Cam out there with the rust and stuff like that? Yeah, I guess it depends on maybe if maybe he can start practicing week 12 or something and, you know, kind of knock that rust off a little bit. But I don't know. I mean, I guess that's the question, right? If you need to win a couple of games to make the playoffs, do you bring your MVP quarterback in to do it? Well, at that point, what is our record to, and what has Kyle Allen done? I mean, he's 4-1, and yeah. He had the horrible game at the 49ers, but he's not been bad otherwise. He's not been bad, but he's not been... He hasn't been great. He's not been the reason we've been winning games. But he's not been the reason we've been losing games, which you could argue Cam was the first couple of games. Um. So yeah, I think it's it's going to be interesting to see how that plays it out, you know, throughout the rest of the season. Um, 
You want to give a, a little bit of a shout out to Ron Rivera? Yeah. Uh, uh, he's done he, a great job. He turned uh turned into a little bit of a riverboat Ron this week. After it seems like that happens after big losses. <laughs> he comes back the next week and, you know, has a couple of fourth downs he goes for and he went for the uh fake punt. Yeah. Ballsy call yeah. there. I first of all, I'm gonna go on record and say I do not like the call at all. I know it worked. And due to it working, we went down and got the touchdown. And honestly, could have been a big momentum killer for them. So, I mean, yeah, it worked. But, man, that's that's risky when we were up by 10 points at that point. We were, but they had just come out in the second half and scored a touchdown on the mm-hmm. opening drive. By running straight up the middle yep. on our defense, which, which is a weakness. We I knew it was going to happen. Um, and... Then it was basically a three and out, and we were mm-hmm. punting the ball back to them. And, I mean, who knows what happens? They come down and score another touchdown. That's a 17-14 game, and, you know. No, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. And he made the right call because it worked. And Colin Jones, I don't know how he carried three guys with him four yards, but he did. He did, and, and actually Colin Jones had the option there to, if he didn't like the protection, to mm-hmm. call it off and just go with a normal punt. So, you know, there was a bit of a caveat there as to, you know, we're definitely going for this. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Colin Jones had the opportunity to audible out of it. Um, but Colin Jones actually had, in high school, a 400-yard, seven-touchdown rushing game. Hmm. So, you know, he's had some experience toting the rock. And apparently he reminds Ron of that quite often. So, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Hey, maybe his natural position is running back, and that's why he's so bad at safety. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I know. We make fun of him. He's just a great special teams guy. That's all he is. He He should never play safety. His role is to, as a gunner, to run down the sideline, tackle the guy. He had a good tackle, too. I I don't remember which punt it was, but he was all alone, and he got him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. so, yeah, great special teamers, just scary, scary when you have to put them at safety out there. Right. Yeah, we, we hope that doesn't have to happen. Um, well, talking about the defense, I guess, we can go into that, unless there's anything more on offense you want to discuss. No, actually, I was going to say, let's go to the side of the game, or side of the ball that really won us the game again. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shaq Thompson had 11 total tackles, tied with Eric Reed, actually, for the mm-hmm. lead of lead in tackles. And we actually had a couple of interceptions this game as well. Trey Boston and uh, Dante Jackson got back on the interception train. So I know you have a lot to say about maybe the lack of someone on this stat sheet. Because I don't see his name. I don't don't, know who you're talking about. I don't see Spider Burns anywhere on this stat sheet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had Tannehill wrapped up too, and... Yeah. Tannehill slippery, I guess. Got out of it. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I'm curious to see the snap count again. I don't know how much he was out there. Yeah, I don't either. I I don't know what their thought process is. Whether they're trying to bring him along slowly. Maybe he is a risk in you know run defense. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it seems like he was getting a lot of run those first couple. five or six games, and the last couple of games he's just been invisible yeah and if there for a while i thought he had a chance at defensive rookie of the year but now he's just so quiet of course not gotta be something else going on 
I mean, I ha- I, you know, maybe it's maybe they're just protecting that hand or arm. Um, you know, you had the surgery, so maybe they're just protecting that. But uh, even without him out there, we still end up with four sacks. Uh, Don Terry Poe got his first sack of the season. Uh, Marquise Haynes got a sack. Shaq and Eric Reed both had sacks. So uh, Luke Keekley was a little quiet this game, only six tackles, but he had a couple of big ones. Yeah. As he, not... as he does. <laughs> Almost had an interception, too. But you also have to give him credit for a lot of the plays anyways, because he's calling the defense out there. He's calling those plays. They made a comment on TV about, like, it's literally a chess match. Like, Tannehill will call up, play, and then Shaq, or Shaq, Luke quickly turns around and yells at Eric mm-hmm. Reed to get in the box and to get to the gap, and... Lo and behold, Eric Reed made the stop for a one-yard gain. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the he's the general out there, definitely. Yeah. Uh, we also did have another turnover forced on uh, Deion Lewis. He fumbled a uh, fumbled the ball, and we jumped on it. So, I think uh, three total turnovers forced in this yeah. game. Only speaking, one given up. Uh, speaking of Eric Reed, he stripped that ball out. Yeah, and Dante Jackson actually won the re- recovering it. So. Mm-hmm. Jackson was everywhere. Um, didn't give up too much, really. The stats are going to say we gave up 300-plus yards passing and 121 yards rushing. It really didn't feel like that. It, no. In the first half, the Tennessee Titans only had 114 total yards. Yeah, and this is, again, this is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. The Panthers get up big, and they just let off the gas defensively. They, they don't want to close. I don't yeah. know what it is why Ron Rivera wants to play the style and not close out the game, put your foot on their throat and finish it off. It's just yeah. they did hold Derrick Henry to sixty-three rushing yards. Uh, he did get a touchdown, but uh, per our beer bet of the week, congratulations! Yeah, they ended up with one hundred twenty-one total rushing yards, and I think our over/under was one fifteen. And you called it exactly. Nice. I did. Uh, I thought exactly what happened happened. I thought that the running backs wouldn't get it by themselves, but I thought Tannehill would break off a couple runs and get about 20 or 30 yards and break that barrier, and that's what happened. Unfortunately, one of those went for a touchdown. Yeah, he had a 25-yard run there towards the end that uh, sealed... Sealed my fate on this beer pit. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, Tannehill, he had a couple of interceptions. One of them was egregious. Just a terrible interception. To, uh, threw it straight to Trey Boston. Um, and then I think uh, with, uh, Dante got a tip pass interception. But, yeah, it was uh, a bad throw. I think it was a bad throw, and their receiver tried to make a play. He popped it up. Yeah. And Jackson was there. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I mean, uh, let's see, A.J. Brown led uh, receiving for them, four receptions for 81 yards. Yeah, he looked good. I was impressed yeah. by A.J. Brown out there because he, he made some tight catches uh, against Bradbury. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah, he, he actually blew solid. by Bradbury one time towards the end of the game, and Bradbury just ran into him to, <laughs> to stop the <laughs> touchdown and, uh, of course, got the pass interference flag. But, you know, he, Bradbury was beat. <laughs> He hey, when you're beat. beat so bad and causing a pass interference prevents a touchdown, it's not the worst penalty. Could have been worse. Could have been seven points. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
Um, Adam Humphreys, we talked about him a little bit in our preview. Mm-hmm. And he had 65 receiving yards off of four receptions as well. So didn't kill us like we feared, but yeah. he made an impact. Yeah. That uh, kind of receiver usually does. Yeah, he he only had one big catch on that. It seemed very minuscule when he made plays. I think it was towards the fourth quarter when he was getting the ball. I think all of these stats probably look a lot better um, in the fourth quarter than they did in the third. I agree. So, uh, any uh, other thoughts? There is one thing. James Bradbury left the fourth quarter with a groin injury. Lo and behold, another soft tissue injury. I'm telling you, this medical mm. staff needs to be terminated. Yeah, we need. I need some questions answered by these guys. Yeah. Uh, McCaffrey also left the game after that last touchdown. And you could say maybe it was just because of where we were in the game. But he did go into the blue medical tent. Um, I think they were probably looking for a concussion. Don't think I heard anything about him having one, but it's worth noting he didn't didn't come out for the rest of the game. So, yeah, that's what I'm hoping though is more precautionary that we are up. They didn't feel the need to really run, but yeah, still kind of makes you nervous when he goes into that blue tent. Well, that's right. I mean, you know, we talked about the early in the season that if we lost Cam, our season was over. Mm-hmm. That didn't turn out to be the case, but we don't yeah. have another Christian McCaffrey. Oh. <laughs> If we lose Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> our season is over. Do not think otherwise. Yeah, Javon Bonif- Offen is a fine player, but he is not Christian McCaffrey. He looked good today in his few little runs, you know? Yeah, he had a seven-yard reception as well, so... I don't know. I hope I don't have to see 20 carries of Bonifon anytime this season unless we've wrapped up a playoff spot. Agreed. And I don't foresee that happening. I think we're going to be chasing a wild card spot until the week 17. Yeah. There's another player I want to talk to you about. Okay. Joey Sly. Yeah. Another field goal. He did, and he also had a block. um, I'm not counting the block. block. The block, he he can't help the block. Yeah. Yeah, he did miss a field goal. Um, he's He's not doing too well. No. Um, you know, accuracy was apparently one of the knocks on him coming out of college. Hell of a leg, could kick it a mile, but not always accurate. He started off the season red hot, and he's definitely cooled down a bit. So I still have faith in him, but um, when it comes to those big pressure kicks, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I... It's making me nervous. Uh, right now, he's 14 out of 19 for field goals. That's yeah, 73%. That's, that's, that's not, not good, good enough. That's not good. Um, I will say three of those misses are from 50-plus, but... Yeah, I mean, but still, he's he's got the leg to make those. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's made four 50-yard-plus kicks. So, I don't know. I don't know. It's worrisome. It is. I mean, I know we get Gano back next year, but I was hoping this kid would really pan out. I know you were too. too. Yeah. And And he's still got a chance. I mean, maybe he catches fire again. Yeah. I hope so. Fingers crossed. I mean, he's he's set there 100% from 39 yards in. And then it's really from 40 out that he's questionable. So Mm. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, 
kickers are like anybody else. They can go through slumps here and there. So I'm hoping that he can get himself out of this and get back to being the, the Joey that I know he can be. <laughs> the Joey <laughs> you know he can be. Good. All right. Heroes uh, and Zeros? Ah, uh, Yeah, let's go with Heroes and Zeros. You could go ahead and take the lead. All right. For the Christian McCaffrey Hero of the Game Award, I'm going to go DJ Moore. I think he needed a big game after, especially after being called out by Steve Smith, you know, who once called him his spirit animal. <laughs> I think he needed to live up to that a little bit. And to your point, he had some big catches, some impact catches. And even though I would still love for us to have a guy that I would consider a number one receiver right now, that's got to be DJ Moore. And he had one of those kind of games today. Yeah. I I agree. I can't argue that. He's looked really good, especially they seem to like him in those slants. And he seems to be beating the people when he plays gets in those mm-hmm. slants too. Yeah. So yeah, good job. Uh I've got a kind of a toss up on mine for my Christian McCaffrey uh MVP award. Again, Christian <laughs> McCaffrey always gets it. Yeah. <laughs> but I am gonna go with Shaq Thompson. Okay. Uh eleven tackles, uh one sack. Three tackles for losses, too. So yeah. he was he all was, over the place. Yeah. Yeah. He's having a great year. Uh just, just really great. Yeah. I also want to give an honorable mention here. Okay. Someone who doesn't even show up on the stat sheet. Chris Banhurts. I saw okay. him out there all game long protecting Kyle Allen. And he really he did a good job helping out that O line, even though that O line is Still struggling because Kyle Allen was running for his life most of the game. Yeah. Just want to say good on you for going out there and doing a very unpleasant job for a tight end. Yeah, it's not glamorous, but no. he is he is a very important part of this team for sure. I did see uh I saw your boy Ian Thomas out there for one play, just letting a yeah. a rusher go right by him. <laughs> no wonder he's not out there more. It, that God, you're absolutely right. Zero if blocking ability. If that's true, if he cannot block, then yeah, that's absolutely why he's not out there. Uh, we did have Greg Dortch also finally active for his first game as a Panther, and you know what? He called every punt, and he looked solid. He him. didn't look <laughs> he didn't look indecisive when he had the ball. Yeah. He just ran. Um, good on hey, him. That's all I want. Just yep. catch the ball, man. Just catch the ball. Catch the ball, hold on to it, go down if you need to. So, yeah, not a good honorable mention there. All right, I started the heroes, you start the zeros. This is kind of hard because all the players looked really good. So even though we complimented him earlier, I'm going to give this one to Ron Rivera again. Just because of his horrible, horrible... Soft zones, letting teams hang around in the fourth quarter. Stomp them out. It's repetitive. It's obvious that we play so far back on soft zones. They dip and dunk and then would, oh, we're going to buck up in the, in the red zone. And you don't because they've been, they've been tiring your guys out by having you chase them the whole series. It's like, it's like when people talked about LeBron James can just flip a switch and play mm-hmm. hard whenever he wants to. Well, no, you really can't. You know, mm-hmm. 
you can't say between the 20s you're going to be letting them do whatever they want to do. But once they hit that 20-yard line, you're going to turn it on. It doesn't always work. And, it, and we and, saw that today. Well, we saw uh, – We've seen we it played, a lot. <laughs> I was going to say, against Tampa Bay, too. That's why I'm, that's why I'm giving it to Ron. Other than that, yeah. the game plan was good and everything. But he needs to learn that this fourth quarter time when you're up big, stomp them out, run the ball, and get, get it over with. Don't hang around. Okay. Uh, I disagree with that, Zero, but I agree with everything else that you've said. Okay. Um, my Zero today is going to be Jarius Wright. Uh, four targets, zero catches, one rush, negative seven yards. Uh, anytime you end up with negative yards on the stat sheet, you're probably going to be a zero. And he just did not show up today, really. Um, so, yeah, yeah Jarius Wright. Pass too, yeah, so, he yeah. did. He did. So, Jarius, you're my zero for the game. I still love you, and I'm glad you're on this team. But uh, you didn't show up today. No, that's a good one. I, I was struggling with the zero, and that's what really ticked me off about this game was letting them hang around. So that's why I gave it to Ron. But you had a good one there. Yeah, I mean, I think Ron going for it on that punt, even though you, you disagree with the call. Um, it worked. I think in that point of the game, I understand it. Mm-hmm. And I think it was super ball, ballsy. I mean, honestly. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I couldn't give him the zero for that alone. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I do agree with everything you said. You know, we, we let these guys hang around every week. And it has burned us in the past. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They've, teams have come back and beaten us because of that. So, come on, Ron. You know, let's play hard for four quarters. All right. Well, luckily with that win, Carolina improves to five and three, second in the NFC South. Uh, New Orleans is top of the division at seven and one. Tampa Bay is now at two and six, and Atlanta's at one and seven. Yeah, only one other NFC South game this week: Buccaneers Seahawks. That was come on, Bucks. <laughs> that was a crazy game. Uh, this game went back and forth. The entire game. Yes. Ended up going into overtime. Uh-huh. And Seattle pulls out a victory. It, but we, we really needed the Bucks to win this game. Oh, yeah. And the Bucks had the game. Yeah. They were they were winning, and they were about to score again. They were in field goal range. And Jameis Winston drops back. He gets some pressure on him. He goes to throw the ball, and he, he fumbles with no one touching him. He... Th- he somehow threw it behind him. Yeah. They pick it up and return it to the Bucks 20 and then score a touchdown and go up. Jameis be Jameis. That that is I was like, wow, that is that is Winston all just all over him. Yeah. He uh <laughs> he giveth and he taketh away. I, uh, I've just never seen a player be like that before. Shout out to Russell Wilson. 378 yards and five passing touchdowns. Only one rush, but a huge 20-yard rush uh, to kind of seal the game in overtime or get them into scoring position. And uh, DK Metcalf for Seattle, six receptions for 123 yards and one touchdown, kind of fulfilling that promise a little bit of uh, a rookie receiver that had a lot of hype coming in. Yeah, I thought he was going to be a huge bust because he'd really never performed great in college. Um he couldn't change directions that well at the combine, and everybody kind of said, "Oh, his tape's kind of bad." 
But he looks really good in shorts, so I thought he was just going to be a combine bust. But he looks like he's going to be a solid receiver. Yeah, he's uh, he's got 402 yards receiving. On the season? That's great for a rookie. Season. Yeah, and that's, I mean, they're halfway through their season, so... Um, yeah, I think he's going to be fine, but yeah, this is by far his biggest game of the year. So I do see his production dropping a good bit with Josh Gordon going there. That's right. They did. They claimed Gordon off of waivers. I'm surprised he got that far down into waivers. Yeah, I am too. I'm kind of surprised Carolina didn't put him in one in depth wise. I mean, I, yeah, I've been okay with that. Um, but I don't know. He, I guess a lot of teams are scared off by his history and if he couldn't work in Belichick's system can he really work anywhere i have my doubts we will see uh mike evans a huge game for tampa 12 receptions for 180 yards and a touchdown and uh yeah so uh 40 to uh, 40 to 34 seattle was the score for that game so just a very entertaining game if you wanted to watch a four o'clock game yeah that that's what i did yeah All right, well, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the rest of Week 9. Hey, Steven, do you think the Panthers are going to cover the spread this week? You could ask me that any week, and I would say yes. Well, if you're going to bet on a game, you should use my bookie. It's the premier place to bet all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and most prop bets of any sportsbook on the planet. You know, the best part is, if you join right now, MyBookie will double... Double? Double your first deposit. That's right. If you put $1,000 in, they will give you another $1,000. Woo! That's $2,000. Yeah. That's double your initial deposit. And you can use that on any of your favorite picks. Use promo code LATEFEES to activate the offer. That's promo code LATEFEES, L-A-T-E-F-E-E-S, to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. And we are back. All right, so let's take a look at the rest of the NFL's Week 9 slate. We'll start off with Texans at Jags. This was at Wembley Stadium in dear old England. Cheerio. Cheerio. Pip, pip. Fish and chips. (laughs) You always say fish and chips. That's the only English stuff I know. I mean, <laughs> Cheerio and fish and chips. Oh, man. All right. Uh, <laughs> Texans win this game 26-3. to Gardner Minshew, I believe, is regressing a bit. Had a couple of interceptions in this game. But um, he did lead the passing stats with 309 yards. He'd have two interceptions. Deshaun Watson had 201 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Carlos Hyde. Great pickup for Houston. He had 19 carries for 160 yards. And Keelan Cole for the Jags led all receivers. Five receptions for 80 yards. The Jaguars fall to four and five, and Houston goes to six and three. Moving on to a game nobody really cared about or wanted to watch. The Buffalo Bills beat the Washington Redskins 24 to nine. Josh Allen led uh, the passing with 160 yards and a touchdown. Adrian Peterson, reminiscent of his olden days, 18 carries, 108 yards, 
And Buffalo's John Brown led receiving with four receptions, 76 yards. Bills improved to 6-2, and two, while the Redskins are still in the hunt for the first overall pick at 1-8. and eight. I do want to say I think this was the Devin Singletary coming out game. Yeah, he, uh, he looked great out there. 20 carries for 95 yards and three receptions for 45 yards. I think he has fully supplanted Frank Gore as the lead running back for the Bills. All right. Sorry. He's on my fantasy team, and I'm excited about it. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, Minnesota at Kansas City. This is another Matt Moore starting Kansas City game, and he got the win. Uh, the Chiefs win this game 26-23. to Matt Moore did lead all passers with 275 passing yards and a touchdown. Damian Williams had a big run, ended up with 12 carries for 125 yards and a touchdown. Tyreek Hill had a couple of incredible catches. Six receptions, 140 yards and a touchdown. Not having Mahomes in there has not slowed him down. Uh, Kansas City goes to six and three, and the Vikings drop to six and three. Yeah, Andy Reid is such a great coach. He can yeah. game plan for anything. Matt Moore is looking like it's looking like, like a, Matt Moore when he was with us. Like he's <laughs> honestly, he's looking almost Pro Bowl level. He's looking like Matt Moore of ten years ago. Yeah, <laughs> and I just realized I keep getting the games no one cares about. <laughs> Going hey, on, look, you got the first win of the season. <laughs> Moving on to the fish tank, the Dolphins surprise everyone and actually win a game, but it's against the lowly New York Jets, 26-18. to 18. Uh, I don't know if this they meant to do this or the Jets like purposely tried to lose so they could jump them in the you know draft order. Maybe yeah. it was at Adam Gase trying to get back at the Dolphins for firing him, and he's like, ha-ha, <laughs> I'll get the first pack. I forgot this was the Adam Gase Bowl. I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Ryan Fitzpatrick had a really great game for himself. Uh, 288 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, 17 carries, 66 yards. And Mike Gazeski with six receptions, 95 yards. Uh, Dolphins improve, I guess, to (laughs) 1-7. And and the Jets are at 1-7, too. Yeah, that was... (laughs) Talk about a game nobody cares about. (laughs) All right, moving on. The Chicago Bears visited the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Eagles pull out the victory 22-14. to Uh, Carson Wentz led all passers with 239 yards and a touchdown. Jordan Howard, 19 carries, 82 yards and a touchdown. And Zach Ertz, 9 receptions, 103 yards and a touchdown. The Eagles improved to 5-4. The Bears fall to 3-5, and I'm telling you what, Trubisky is not long for this world in terms of his NFL career. He looks terrible. Uh, you mentioned how bad the Bears are, but I want to talk about real quickly how good the Philadelphia Eagles have been lately. They they start off really slow, and now they're at 5-4. and four. They're only a half game behind us in the wild card hunt. I mean, they're a team that, you know, they have a good roster, might be sneakily good towards the end of the season that we need to pay attention to. Yeah, this wild card, uh, it's going to be tough for us to make the playoffs. I'm it really is. Yeah, right now, now C- Seattle is uh, would be the first wild card team at 7-2. and two. We really needed the Bucks to win that game. Yeah. Uh, uh, moving on to the AFC, the Steelers beat the Indianapolis Colts 26-24. 
Jacoby Brissett got knocked out in the first quarter of this game, and Brian Hoyer could not lead the Colts over the Steelers. Mason Rudolph led all passing with 191 yards and a touchdown. Marlon Mack had 89 yards, and Zach Pascal led receiving with five receptions, 76 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, the Steelers improved to four and four, while the Colts fall to five and three. And they, from what I hear, Jacoby Brissett may have a sprained MCL, so hopefully he can get back there. Otherwise, that AFC South may open back up. Yeah, that's an injury that some people can play with. So um, I didn't, yeah, I hadn't heard what the uh, prognosis was for him. So that's interesting. All right, moving on. The Detroit Lions went to Oakland to play the Raiders. Raiders win 31-24, to and the Raiders are kind of sneaky good. Um, mm-hmm. However, the leading passer for this game was Matt Stafford with 406 passing yards and three touchdowns. Josh Jacobs continues to look great for the as a rookie. 28 carries, 120 yards, and two touchdowns. And Kenny Galladay for the uh, Lions, leading receiver, four receptions, 132 yards and a touchdown. The Raiders go to four and four, three and one at home. By the way, interesting. And the Lions fall to three, four, and one, and and they're pretty much out of it. The Denver Broncos took on the paper champion Cleveland Browns and won <laughs> twenty-four to nineteen. Baker Mayfield led all passing with two hundred and seventy-three yards and a touchdown. Philip Lindsay led rushing with only nine carries, but got ninety-two yards and a touchdown. And Noah Fant, rookie. Tight end had three receptions, 115 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, Broncos improved to three and six, while the Browns are browning it now, two and six. By the way, the Broncos had a rookie quarterback in there, Brandon Allen. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, 12 for 20, 193 yards, and two touchdowns. Didn't have to be special, but uh, just had to not lose the game, and that's what he did. It, is it wrong that I'm enjoying this like colossal collapse uh, by them? I'm so enjoying it. Okay, I'm so enjoying it. <laughs> uh, my wildest dreams, I couldn't have thought that they would be two and six, but I'm so happy that they are. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah. I also heard that at halftime, the refs went to Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham because they were ye- wearing special like Joker cleats, and one was wearing golden cleats, and told them that they had to. Ch- change before the second half those those cleats they they really they're two and five and they're wearing special cleats out there well you know who you talking about priorities yeah all right and finally we will go to the last game that we're going to talk about this evening the green bay packers went to san diego i'm sorry went to los angeles to play the chargers Uh, that happens every once in a while uh chargers win this game 26 to 11 odd score but uh packers just didn't want to play this game didn't seem like or maybe they thought they could go in and just easily win it i don't know but uh sometimes the chargers are good and tonight today they were good uh philip rivers led all passers 21 of 28 for 294 yards Melvin Gordon finally had a fairly decent game for the Chargers. 20 carries for 80 yards and two touchdowns. And Mike Williams led all receivers. Three receptions, 111 yards. The Chargers moved to 4-5, and five and the Packers fall to 7-2. and two. Yeah, Packers, and- Panthers, uh, opponent next week. Yeah. 
They came out flat this week, so that means they're going to be on fire next week when they face us. So that's not good at all for the Panthers. Early forecast for the game next week, 35 degrees and snow in Green Bay. So looking forward to that one. Yeah. <laughs> I will not be there, thankfully. We're going to learn a lot about Kyle Allen next week, I think. I think you got to just run Christian McCaffrey. I mean, that's yeah. his game. That's short we'll see, passes. But, you, and... but can we? Uh, well, we'll talk about it on Wednesday, yeah. but we're going to have to stay with the Packers offensively, and I don't know if that's possible. We'll uh, I mean, 11 points. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the Chargers don't have like an amazing defense or anything. So, all right. Well, all right. I think that's about it. Yep, and as always, thank you for listening. Please let your friends know about our show and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we will read your comment on the show, or you could just email us a comment at meowmixmailbag at gmail.com. We will be back on Thursday to preview Packers hosting the Carolina Panthers. Uh, until then, everyone, keep pounding. Keep <laughs> pounding.